Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to The Great Day Podcast. I'm your friend and host, Mayor K. What a pleasure it is for me to be able to host my friends on this podcast, especially this one. You see, this one took place in an actual recording studio, and it's a whole nother energy when I'm actually able to hold space, physical space, with my guests. I tend to be able to go deeper with them, and in this podcast especially, we do just that. Yoni Z ladies and gentlemen, is on the podcast today, an international speaker who kicked off his career at the tender age of 15 years old. He's built himself quite a reputation with his ability to reach new heights vocally and creatively. And throughout the years, we've cultivated a friendship, which I'm grateful for. So sit back, relax. And if you're actually maybe on a run today, so good luck. You got this. Another few miles. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's jump right into this podcast with Yoni Z. Enjoy. All right, here we are in the studio with Yoni Z. Yoni, thanks very much for making the time Thank to come out today. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. It's good to see you. It's been a few minutes. Yeah, it's been a few minutes. Uh, it's been it's been a minute to say the least. A New York minute, and it's mm-hmm. it's interesting because I'm I'm here. We are in the studio. COVID nineteen protocols are in place. Have no fear, friends <laughs> listening in. Uh, it's this first. It's, it's the first one back in person, guys. So, yeah. So mayor's been uh, mayor's been social distancing. Yeah, well, somewhat trying my best, but it, it's just I'm just getting I'm just realizing the dynamicy of having an in person conversation. Until now, I've been doing a lot of over Zoom, right? And it's been fun. It's been great. It's also able. It's allowed me to be able to like have conversations with people who perhaps I wouldn't be able to because of distance. Right. But it's it's nice. It's nice to be back in the studio. Nice to be in your presence. And, Me too. Uh, Good to be back. Yeah, it's yeah. How have you been staying sane during these past uh, few months? Um, Just been uh, really, I took the time a lot to, at first I didn't do anything. I just was kind of winding down and kind of like the rest of the world, just hitting the reset button. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, you know, like what do I want to do from here and how do I want to do it? So, you know, obviously it kind of, um, it realigned my priorities of what I want to do, what I want to, you know, how I want to do it now, especially that there's a new year. It's kind of like, kind of feels like with, you know, after Rosh Hashanah, like COVID kind of, it's still very present, but it's like, okay, you know, you kicked back since March. Now it's time to get back into gear kind of thing. So there's definitely a lot uh, that I'm considering for the future as far as music, as far as business goes, which I've been, you know, getting more and more involved in while music slowed down. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been I've been keeping pretty busy, thank God. That's 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 amazing. <clears throat> I mean, I I know I could totally relate with my whole business is in video production with COVID, things were locked down and right. things are starting to pick up virtually. I've been public speaking a bunch and and creating some some bit of a content as I as I could under the circumstances. But what it also pushed me to do is get creative and pursue other other fields of creativity, other avenues sure. in which I could, you know, <clears throat> spread the message. Has anything come to you in mind? Like have you you know, have you pivoted away from music or have you found new ways of expression beyond just music? So I, I, I mean, music, music is always going to be something that's super present in my life. I've always made music from a place, uh, and you know this as someone that knows me for years, um, I've always made music from a place that was very personal and meaningful and tried to always make it very artistic. So it was never about, you know, like, uh, you know, putting out the most bubblegum kind of song or whatever. It was kind of like whatever was most meaningful. 
But as far as pivoting elsewhere, um, yeah, I've been uh, knee deep in business for quite some time with uh, with my brother as well. Um, what kind of business? Uh, skincare. Okay. Skin, yeah. All right. Airline. For those so, who always uh, for those yes. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say the same for all those who are listening <clears throat> and wondering how Yoni has uh, such flawless. Swipe skin. up. There you go. To, exactly. So, uh, well, yeah, we can get definitely What's the, more what's the promo that. code? What's the promo code? They're going to be promo codes. Okay. It's going to be uh, have a great day is going to be your promo code. All right. Mayor K25, 25% off your first three orders. <laughs> so it's been keeping me busy and uh, it's been nice to, you know, it's like seeing people just connecting to what you're doing and also trying to make it personal um, beyond business. It's, you know, it's skincare, it's people's well-being, it's how it makes them feel about themselves. I guess everything that I try to dabble in is really personal. Kind of, I try to make you know how how I can affect other people on a personal level. Um, so you know, there's a lot of a lot of that, and uh, recording new music now. Nice. I, yeah, started recording Baruch Hashem. Yeah, one of the mo- one of the most popular questions <laughs> I received on Instagram when sh- when sharing that you're going to be uh, on the podcast was people are thirsty for some more Yoni Z music. So they want to know when the album's going to oh, drop. That's that's really really sweet. Um, yeah, I mean, the first album, I, I think a lot of people who followed me knew it was like blood and guts till it came out. Um, but then it, Baruch Hashem, it did very well. I'm very, very grateful. And so to hear that so many people are curious about when new music is coming out is very flattering. Because yeah. like to know that people are actually amused and interested in what you do. So uh, there is new music coming. Good. Yeah, okay, good to know. I mean, you you know, it's you. Ha- there's... It comes to no surprise that people are interested in your music. Your music is great. It's uplifting. Thank it's, you. It's it's different. It's it, it balances so many different vibes. Thank you very much. Uh, but you've been in this. You've been in this for a while, though. You've yeah. been singing since you were 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, in, in 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 the in the Jewish world, you're sort of like you, you've sort of grown up in the public eye in, in a way. Yeah. And um, yeah, and, and transitioned throughout the years. Yeah. How was it like that? You know, coming. You know, in your early teens, getting booked to fly around the world to take on gigs, do you feel like that you experienced a childhood? Do you feel like that was taken away? What was the price to pay to be a 15-year-old public figure? We're going deep. We're going deep. (laughs) Um, Grab your snorkels, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Um, Okay, so truth truth be told. Um, I never spoke about this, really. Um, Interesting subject to tackle. Um, I was robbed of certain things, but... I also feel that I robbed myself of them. I can't blame anyone. Um, it was a choice that I made. Um, my parents were very hesitant because of all these factors, you know, of like, you know, let 15 be 15. Um, let a teenager be a teenager. But ultimately, it was a decision that I made. Um, and, you know, it started off super slow, like everything, super gradual and it took a long time for it to really set off. Um, and there were a lot of setbacks and a lot of challenges. Like any time you're starting a business, because that's ultimately it was starting a business. And the business was me singing. Um, but I can't say that like, I don't think it ever was about becoming famous for me. Or I, I don't think that's what I thought was going to happen. Um, I just loved it. And it was a form of expressing my pain at the time and trying to put it into... Um, into a positive, you know, vessel and, and outlet. Um, and then things slowly just started to gradually, you know, take off from there. But yeah, I definitely feel like I speak to so many of my friends and whether it was yeshiva life or summer camp or college that they went to or whatever it was. And I was just like, 
living life in the fast lane and like you're saying flying all over even if it was flying for a hundred dollars to la to do a wedding at the time which kind of was the numbers that we were dealing with at the beginning yeah but yeah like i was very you know i i always thought that i may go into the medical field because i wanted to heal people and then one day it kind of came to me and it's like what if this is your calling what if this is the way you heal people you know you go there at night you sing and you see people kind of smile forget their sorrows for a bit and maybe maybe this is it Mm. so that's what kind of propelled me to keep going with it so um what kind of pain did you you were going through you mentioned that yeah it was a way for you to to express that to relieve that yeah what were you going through at that time that you felt that you were able to heal yourself through music i i wasn't very much um i wasn't like your average kind of kid at that age um <clears throat> not that i was mature or better than anyone else not at all what i'm what i'm uh, insinuating um but it was like I just had a very hard time finding myself. I wasn't like the first guy in sports ever. Um, books for me at the time were, it was very hard for me to concentrate, very hard for me to focus. And my mind still is, thank God, and was, is like all creativity. It's all like colors and 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 energy and, and splash. And you see that in my music and my music videos, you know, it's like, it's all in there. Um, so I had a very, very hard time um, kind of just, being 15 like I was always the guy that like when they were picking guys to be in sports I had my Walkman like sitting in the corner listening and like picking out harmonies in my brain like oh did you hear that and guys are like what are you talking about <laughs> and I'm like okay never mind so it was hard for me to find myself a bit and that's kind of yeah that's where I started to find myself wow that's 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 truly amazing when did when did it come to a play to a time in which you realize like okay this is fun this is like a hobby I enjoy doing this to like say okay I'm doubling down this is what I want to do and focus on. Right. So I started at 15 and a half. Like, I think like this month or last month marked 13 years. Wow. So bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah, mitzvah. Bar mitzvah to the career. Exactly. Thank God. Um, not sure where time flew. It does. It feels kind of scary. Yeah. Um, because I, I never want to be, you know, older than 21. <laughs> um, like, like many of us. Or I think a lot of people. Is actually twenty-one, are just the like, age you go back to. Um, that, that you're like, oh, that was it. That was the year. I, I, I actually like. I, I'd have to think about it because, like I said, it was such a fast lane that so many of the years are like a blur. Like people will see me, they'd be like, "You did my wedding," and I'm like, "When?" And they're like, "You don't remember?" I'm like, "I don't know. Is it five years ago or or nine years ago? Like or last month? Or, or last month? <laughs> no, like so more recently. I feel like I've been kind of, and I think that COVID had a lot to do with it. I was kind of like trying to reclaim my life and my timeline of how things went and um you know where did i go off where, what were my good moves that i can improve you know that i should keep doing what were my bad moves that i can uh perhaps you know do better should do better need to do better mm -hmm. so uh, a lot of that happened definitely you know during covid um that was a major turning point where i was like okay you know it's been you know, a crazy ride, a crazy adventure, but it's like, all right, you're 28 years old right now. You want to build a family. You want to start a life. Um, you know, a good friend of mine, a singer that we both know, I won't say his name just because maybe sure. he wouldn't want me to say it, but he, he said a very smart line. He said to me, um, never, 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 um, never lean on something that moves. And the music industry is constantly shifting. Forget COVID. It's just like mm. you have to remember very, very much that like every minute that your fans are rooting for you, God bless. Because 
it comes and it goes. And then there's someone else that's popular. And I'm so fortunate that I even had like 13 years of like an upward trajectory. Not people don't come near those amount of years. And I'm and it's literally I'm just I'm blessed for it because it was by no doing of my own. I mean, I put in the effort, but from there it was all Hashem's, you know, hand in the whole thing. So um, when when it comes to, uh, you know, like diversifying yourself and, and realizing that you can't lean on something specific. So that's what <clears throat> propelled me, excuse me, to also kind of dig more into business because I was like, all right, I really want to set up a future for myself that makes sense. And I really encourage everyone in, in, in the music industry at large to do the same. It's, um, it's just a smart move. Multiple avenues of income. Yeah, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket, really. Yeah, that's 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 tremendous. Um, you, what are what are some things from your time of reflecting? Like you're you're in the grind, and it's hard to like take a pause, right? When you're getting the phone calls, you're For picking sure. up speed. Yeah. Your brand is growing. Yeah. Now that you have the time to look back, and do you have any perspective to share to the, you know the music Jewish music industry is growing rat, rapidly. rapidly? I mean, it's it's amazing. There's so yeah. much thirst for new content, new singers. There's yeah. a lot more. It seems like a lot more simchas taking place and occasions to to hire yeah. uh, new performers. So, yeah. someone who's listening, who's coming, who's coming in, what are some of the? Perhaps you could share two of each, two things that worked for you, those moves, so to speak, and what are two things that, looking back on you, like okay, I could have maybe chosen right. a bit differently, right? Um, so two things that I could say worked for me is, um, I guess when it comes to the live Simcha scene, and this is like something that I like every, like whenever I have sometimes like a young singer reach out to me and be like, what, if you could give me one piece of advice, like what would it be? It's a lot of pressure. One. one yeah. Right? I'm putting you on the yeah. same spot you're right now. Me, no, but you're at least give giving me, me two. I'm giving you two. That's you're what giving I mean. me two. So one thing I always say is like, if you're going to be a singer who's on the live wedding or concert circuit. But especially like concert, uh, weddings, because weddings is kind of where everyone starts out. Today, I do a lot more concerts than I used to, thank God. But it's like, remember that your job here tonight is to bring joy to the Hassan and Kala and to make this room bounce as hard as it possibly can. It's not about you. This is not about you. This is not about how good you are or how thing. It's about the audience. And when I sing on stage, literally people are like, what is he thinking about? And I have like literally one thing that I'm thinking about. And that is, what is the next song that makes most sense that's going to kind of take this energy even higher? Mm. So when I tell singers all the time, I'm like, remember that it's their biggest day, the bride and groom, and that they hired you to make the celebration come to life. And that's a huge responsibility. And that's one thing I say. And another thing I always say to young artists is, no your brand know what you're bringing to the table because if you think that you have a pleasant voice and that you're very musical that's great but that's not gonna actually get you to where you want to get you need to have a very very defined brand like mayor k has made himself a very defined brand mayor k is all about positivity i'm mayor k have a great day okay. right <clears throat> yay yes yay k k um but uh you know I think that you really have to know what it is you're bringing to the table. For example, you look at you look at singers today in the industry and you look at who's successful and it's it's because they brought something to the table that wasn't there yet. Meaning you have singers that are semi-popular and that kind of have their moment, but if you look at the singers that 
are actually plowing forward, it's because they, you know what I mean? And and you look at all the people that made it in the last, let's just talk about even the last 10 years, okay? So in the last 10 years, you had eighth day, okay? Eighth day came, boom, you know, and they blew things up because they it was new. It was all new. They were singing in English. It was kind of folk, but Hasidic. It was, it was very clever and people loved it. People came to the shows because they wanted to see them live. These two brothers that were like jiggy with it. Um, you look at Lipa Schmelzer, he reinvented the thing. Um, Benny Friedman, uh, you know, he he came with this Hasidic approach to pop music. I mean, his music is pop, you know what I mean? But he keeps it like uh, Zusha is their niche. Nisim Black, uh, Morty Shapiro, it's, it's its own item. And that's, I think, what really propels the success forward. And then you have a lot of singers that... Where's, they, Yoni, where's Yoni fit in all that? <clears throat> Yoni is... Um, I, if I'm being very honest, Yoni's more like the energy guy and the guy that's like always trying to reinvent the wheel. Even if it comes at the expense of like, okay, maybe that's not the most bubblegum commercial pop song. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. Like, it's just, it's fine by me. How like, do you balance that though, right? Because you, you sort of, there are these like restrictions or perhaps um, Guidelines in which yeah. the community or the Jewish community appreciates when it comes to Jewish music. You're For trying sure. to push it and 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 be a bit more edgy and be, and be out there sure. and also, but yet you sort of rely on the Jewish community to be the listeners. So how right. do you how do you find expression and creativity, creative flow when, while being also being told or, or knowing that you need to follow a certain line and a certain code? Right. So I think that Jewish music right now is going through like the best thing since the golden age of Jewish music, which I'd say were in the 80s and 90s, you know, like when Avram Frieda, Mordechai, and David were just blasting out insanely good music. Um, But I think that now there's like this really, really great thing happening. There's amazing producers, which makes all the difference. You know, singers get all the credit, but at the end of the day, when you have producers that are creating fire music and, you know, beats and and composers that are reinventing the wheel, some of us write on our own, some of us don't, some of us par write. Some of my music are right, some I write, I co-write with others, yeah. or if someone, you know. But I think that, um, back to your question, um, I always try to toe the line of keeping, creating things that are super, super creative that are non-offensive. And sometimes we'll fail at it. Sometimes we will, you know what I mean? Um, I know that, for example, with my music video, Hallelujah, some people found it very offensive that women were on the screen and, and you know, even though you didn't hear anyone singing or anything, but like, sure. but on the other hand, when I created it, I was, it was when anti-Semitism was spiking last year and I wanted to create something where basically the words of the song are, Kal Hallelujah, every soul shall sing his praise. And I wanted to get every single kind of person from every culture and we lined up some 30 characters which we brought down from like 250. Wow. Yeah, because we needed people that looked good on camera and that, you know, you you know all about- Totally, the casting process. The casting process, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when we did, so like, and I couldn't, if you're being true to the message of like, we need unity in the world and you're saying, you, you can't exclude. Yeah. You can't exclude. You can't That's be like, we, yeah. oh, you, no, you know. You know. Sure. You know what I mean? Not if it's, be- if it's based on gender or ethnicity or race or whatever it is. So that was the idea and the thing. And then it got tons of coverage. It was on- New York One, um, it was on It was on a bunch of news outlets. Uh, I, I don't even want to quote them in case I'm getting them over NBC and a bunch of other. And it made a huge Kiddush Hashem. And I got a lot of inback, a lot of feedback and emails from Jews and non-Jews alike that were like, this is so beautiful. This is what we need right now. 
you know, between what's happening in the world or people, what people feel is happening in America. And it's just like everyone singing on the screen, no matter what you look like, we can all connect through music. And that was the goal. Um, so it's towing a line and we're not always perfect at it. Um, but, you know, I think ultimately for the most part, Baruch Hashem, the response has been good. The feedback is great. And I'm just very grateful to everyone who's who tunes in, you know, and listens. Yeah, that's great. I mean, the, the, when we when we were producing Ivrianochi, that was also all about being proud of being Jewish, and 100%. Th- that was a conversation that we had. I was in the studio in Israel when when it was being when the when the before the video, mm-hmm. I was in the studio doing the backup vocals for the song with Benny. There you go. Yeah. that's a little. I'm sure that's a little um, information right there. Perhaps people yeah. don't know that. Yeah. Uh, it's like something you'll find in like the pamphlet of yeah, the album. Yeah, Easter egg, right? A little there. Easter egg, right yeah. there. Yeah. So Very when we cool. heard, I was like, dude, this is this a is bomb. Yeah, like yeah. this is a. It's a fire yeah. song. It was a fire song. And then your music video was insane it took it it was like it just struck maybe what i didn't strike in perfect balance you struck in perfect balance <laughs> thank in that you video. yeah no thank you i appreciate that. that that video and the whole process was lots of fun and i mean what's there not fun about get a bus paint it you know go around the streets bunch of dancers yeah but we wanted also to incorporate women because you know jewish uh, to be jewish is yeah. you're also a woman so that was something that we had to discuss and and do with with taste and tact however i'm really glad that eventually that production f- followed through because yeah. you know as you said it's about that balance between respecting people's boundaries but at the same time also not neglecting the sensitivities that um of course is truth right of course so that's i mean that's quite amazing i do before jumping ahead i want to go back because there, you did mention two of the two of the pros or two of the things throughout right. your career what are those two things that the cons yeah, or some cons or things that perhaps you, you could learn from, lessons. Lessons, uh, two things that I could say that, uh, you know, if I if I was able to do it over again is one, not think so much. Ooh. Um, and what I mean by that is obviously think everything through, but it was like, I think that the reason, part of the reason why it took me so long to put out my first content was because I over I was overthinking things and I was getting in my own head and that was actually... It's it's gonna end up, it's gonna end up holding you back, kind of like one hundred percent of the chances you don't take. You know the saying, like yeah, the shots. Yeah. One hundred, you're gonna miss one hundred percent percent of the you shots take. you don't take. Um, so you know what I mean. I had to kind of like, um, I had to I had to kind of get out of my own head and be like, all right, look, if if this doesn't work, which it did, thank God. But if it didn't work, there's always a second album. You know, there's always gonna be your next song. There's always gonna be your next. You know, and my father taught me when I was younger something that I, I think about all the time and I use it. And I told him, I said, I need it to be excellent. And my father said, try to replace. Uh, no, my, I'm sorry. I messed it up. Uh, my father said, okay. I said, I need it to be perfect. And my father said, try to change it from the needing perfection to striving for excellence. Because mm. excellence, you can always become more excellent at something. You can always, you know, I, I, I spoke with a lawyer yesterday. He's been, in, you know, a lawyer for 40 years. And he's a friend of mine. And he said to me, he's like, I'm like, you're excellent at what you do. And he's like, always room to grow. Because so long as you're not perfect, which we aren't, we're imperfect beings, there's always room to grow. So that's one thing I would say that, um, you know, kind of always know that, you know, and if this doesn't work, there's the next thing. And then the other half of it is also like, and it's kind of in the same field is like, but keep, keep working forward and, and don't, don't, um, 
it's good to be your your own biggest critic in a way, but also don't, because you're gonna have plenty of haters out there that are gonna do that for you. Mm-hmm. So you just do you. How did that show up in your own in your own path? Um, like I had a lot of people tell me a lot of things along the way, and it's gonna sound funny to you, but um, people said to me things like, um, you know, you, you should wear glasses. It has a more yeshivish look. Interesting. Funny, right? But like, yeah, or like. You know, your like your pocket square. It's like don't just wear a tie. Don't wear the pocket square. Like don't put too much flair out there. And it's just like, it, really, really. Do you think that's what any of this is about? This is a shlichus to spread holiness and good vibes and make a living off it. And if you getting caught up in these little things, how do you expect to achieve anything great in the process? You know what I mean? So, yeah, you look at like the projects that we do and the music and everything. And it's like, if everything that we took into account that people say or think, I can't tell you how many times like people have said offensive comments over the years. And it's just like, you know, at first I'd be like, I'd beat myself up and I'd be like, oh, what did they say? And maybe they're right. And then I'm like, Hashem created the world in a way that they are meant, they are there to, to say what they need to say. And you have to think, okay, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be, you know what I mean? Noted, but I can't hate myself if they're busy hating me already. You know what I mean? Mm. There's only so much hate a person can take before your heart will die, so to speak. Sorry if that was a bit dark. But No, no I mean, it seems so you, you've experienced a lot of this firsthand. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, at one point it's just like, you know, haters going to hate. You got to do what you're going to do. And you know, I'll tell you a little funny story that it's 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 very it's a very very funny story. There's somebody on YouTube who I've noticed on every Jewish artist's videos, everyone. A half hour after the video is out, he comments or she. I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I think it's a he, and he comments and he always has something smart to say, and. I noticed it on my videos and it's always like, oh, like there's the video just posted. There's only like 10 comments and one of them are already like aiming negative. Like you don't want it to kind of hurt your, you know, like the the perception of the video, like let people think for themselves. And I don't delete comments ever because it's like, that's what it's for. That's what the platform is for. But one day I get a message from this guy um, saying to me, um, I have a song that I don't know if he wrote or someone else wrote. That's why I wasn't sure if it was a he or she. I have a song that I think would be phenomenal for you. So um, can I can I email it to you? I said, yeah, sure. I'd love to hear it. And they sent it to me. And oh my goodness, like what a what a song. It wasn't a song. And I don't mean this to be hurtful. Why I say this is because I suddenly said to myself, not everyone that writes you something stupid on YouTube should you take to heart. Because mm-hmm. here they are trying to ridiculing your music and every other, all your, all your, you know, fellow musicians on their videos and suddenly like, why don't you take a shot at it? Why don't you try to do something, you know? And it's like, there you go. And, and, and it just, it was a very, very powerful lesson for me. It was kind of like, you know, as a kid in the Wizard of Oz, when the, when the big wall comes down and it's like this little tiny, and it was like that. It's like it feels like so much. And online, people today can hate so easily from behind a button, just click. 
and you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> yeah. But but you know it's like but exactly as much time as it took them to click is exactly how much time you should spend thinking about it. Yeah, if only that was true, right? <clears throat> that yeah. we were able to regulate how long we hung, hang on to the negative comment rather than the the, yeah. the, the whole overload of positivity. Yeah. And, it, it, and this is, I think, a process that I've had these multiple like, conversations like this with you in the past and with other artists or creators who put, them, put themselves out there. There's always going to be that that other voice externally who's going to say, oh, you could do better, that wasn't great. or And that only plays into the inner dialogue. So I think, as Les Brown says beautifully, is like, if there's no enemy within, the enemy without can do no harm. Exactly. And so it's like, it's twofold. One is to realize like, they're only amplifying a voice that perhaps is within me and where can I work on myself so I could just you know, hinder that voice and right. work on and, that and be and, conscious of it. And not to cut you off, but what we're saying now applies to everyone in every field or in their personal life too. Because people, everyone feels in their life sometimes insecure or hindered or minimized. And it's like, you know, whatever we're sharing on this podcast, like guys, take it, take it home, so to speak. You know what I mean? Because it's, that's what it is. It's, it's very real. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think another point I wanted to make was that usually if someone's coming through like, you know, online bur- bullying, cyber bullying sure. and they're going through some sort of pain, right? They're, they're trying to figure something out. That's a very and good point. Perhaps they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with their own jealousies or their own envious yeah. uh, behaviors or the million other types of things that could be going on in their lives, their own difficulties. And sometimes without pr- proper processing, they will just project it onto somebody else. Very often the and- gaslighting will actually be, you know, the world and life is a mirror. It's a reflection. So if someone says something to you, do a double take if it's maybe not something that they're just feeling about themselves kind of thing. And yeah. not, not to put them down, but it's like, don't let that bring you down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So what is something What's what is something that perhaps people do not know about you, Yoni, that, you know, that you would like to share? Whew. Um, I, th- I think that there's so much that people don't know about me. Um, I think that for years, I, because of a lot of bullying and because of a lot of putting down, um, I built up a certain uh, facade or persona that was kind of what we call the figo, the fake ego. Um, so that... Isn't that just ego? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, but it's like, I think that the idea of a figo is when it, it comes usually out of just really trying to protect oneself. But I guess that's ego. That's an ego. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I just been schooled. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I just want to learn. I'm like, wait yeah. a second, what's this figo? I want to learn more. <laughs> no, so so I think that, um, and only in the last, um, I'd say probably two years or so, and even uh, and two years is when I started to, but like to really kind of strip the layers away, and and people like I, I think that so often I, I meet people, and and then like I'll have a discussion with them about something, or if it's a anything or if I try to help them and they'll be like you know I never saw this about you and I'm like what am I projecting vanity like I you know what I mean and it's like oops like it's like no one wants to but I think that you know even an interview like this where I where I come on and I'm I'm being forward so forward about it is um you know so you ask me like what if there's one thing it's it's not one it's not one thing it's 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 everything about who I am I love to create I love to put out kind of things that look perfect but at the end of the day, like, I'm just a guy who's trying to create good content and put out good things in the world. I love people. I love making people happy. 
you know, last night I had such a blast. I, I, someone messaged me on Instagram if I can come sing at a Down Syndrome kids bar mitzvah who's a big fan of mine. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went and they were like, wow, we didn't think you would come. And I'm like, why not? Like, why did you think that? And they're like, well, you know, and I'm like, well, you know what? Like, and I had so much fun seeing this kid. Like I walked in and his face lit up and it was like, that. that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be busy with. I want to just out love into the world. Like I think every creator means to. Um, and just, I, I'm a simple man. I really, I really am. Like I'm not, and every, and I, and I just, it, it, I spent a lot of time hurting thinking that people had this perception of me like, oh, he thinks he's so tip top and I'm not. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> it's out there. I, I, that's it. I'm just not, I'm just, a, I'm just a regular guy. And I think that when people do meet me, they're like, you're very approachable. And I'm like, thank you. I always wanted to be. I'm sorry if I wasn't. But it wasn't because of, it was just, like I said, when so many people approach you in the street and always have something nasty to say, or not always, that's not fair to say. But, you know, you kind of like, when someone comes in and they go, hey, Yoni Z, you're like, boom. And you put, you know, you, you put the armor on. And I just don't do that anymore. And I, and I just, and I think that people feel it and sense it and, and energetically, it just, it, it, it makes people feel good about you, about your music, about everything about, you know, what you do. So I feel blessed that I've been able to come to a point, um, and, and, and thank God, you know, not, you know, I'm not that old. So 28, 28. and single still 28 and single. Well, you're, so. you're hearing, I mean, whoever's listening to this podcast and a lot of, a lot of people are fans of this podcast. Um, that's, well, that's thanks to you. Yes. Well, I, I you know, I appreciate your vulnerability and your sharing. And perhaps if there's a, a nice young single Jewish girl out there, Oh my gosh. You know what, 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 you know, I'm sure she's learning a lot about, <clears throat> you know, the real Yoni Z, but what's, uh, what's, uh, something else that you'd like to share? You know, is this something that you're pursuing right now is, is, um, one of your goals, perhaps, or something that you're working towards is, is to get into a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. If we're being so honest. How is yeah. it, how's it dating to be... How is it dating Yoni Z? Or, well, actually, maybe ask the, the girls. So, if hey, if you dated Yoni Z, reach out to me. No. But I'm just saying... Exactly. What's it like... I mean, what's it like for you to um, to navigate the, the dating... Uh, it's already difficult for many, I'm sure. Yeah. Being a, a persona, so right. to speak. Uh, how do you how do you navigate that? Um, so, this is so funny. Um so the first thing is I always try to go on a date with an open mind and the idea that they're not meeting Yoni Z. They're meeting Yoni Ziegelbaum. Mm. And I will obviously... Like who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But like I I never... Um, I never like on a date will want the focus to be about my career. We'll talk about career the same way every guy will be like, oh, this is what I do. You know, and and obviously it's like, oh, so do you like what you do, and, and that kind of thing. And obviously sometimes people, will, you know, will have questions, but I don't like it to ever be kind of like the center of the thing because if I'm meeting someone, it's like I'm meeting them and they're meeting me. They're not meeting the guy on the stage. Who, when you're on stage, you need to be a lot more in sync, and and you know, you're suited up, you're suited up physically, and you're suited up mentally. You know what I mean? And when you're not, it's just like you're just chilling. You're relaxing, and uh, so you know what what what's it like to date? Um, I try I try to be myself. I know that a lot of people also get scared of the idea of like no 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 he's popular or he's out there like no and and that's something that like again when I took on this career I was like this is 
it's going to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, for that reason, I'm also trying to get more into business. Uh, I have gotten, I have gotten more into business, and Baruch Hashem, that's doing well. So um, I want to come to a point where I can ideally be as much a family man as possible take the concerts and gigs that I want to and not the ones that I don't want to so that I can actually spend time one day with my future wife and children, God willing. Amen. Yeah, because that's, yeah. That, where, could, I, where could people send in the resumes if they want to? <laughs> <laughs> they could send it to Should you. Uh, Yonizy. They could, uh, they could send it to you. Come through me, guys. I'll, uh, women, I will uh, yeah. look through it and I know what Yoni wants. <laughs> oh, I know what God. Yoni wants more than Yoni what Yoni oh, wants. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yoni, you, you touched on something that was really interesting and something that I could relate to, but... I want to ask you this. You're saying how they they meet Yoni Z, Yoni Ziegelbaum, not Yoni Z. Yeah. Through the process of you know growing into this persona Yoni Z throughout time, did you find a space where you sort of lost who Yoni Ziegelbaum was and had to rediscover who Yoni Z is? Like when some people put you on a pedestal, they sort of say, "This is who you are." Automatically, I know for myself to share is that I know for myself there was a there were, there was a period of time where once once you have a certain you know, you start showing up a lot in, in, in the public eye and people are sort of want from you and take from you and you're sharing and there's a certain level you're giving, of- You're giving, you're giving. A lot of giving, but you also haven't come into, you start sort of taking in whatever they tell you that you are. You start saying, right. which is truth and so, sort of who you are and you could sort of lose the path of who, who what feels right to to the, yeah. the inner self. So, I, and, and there was some inner work. I realized, I woke up, I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? Why do I feel very different? Why do I feel very reliant on on my own happiness on other people? What, right. what you know, whether they're through numbers or views or what, a comment. Um, and so I had to reevaluate and realize and come back to my true essence, come back to, to who I am. And then once again, recreate from that place. I wonder, did you, does this resonate at all? Did you 100%. Come, yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely resonates. Um, I think that at one point, especially when things started to take off and you're like, I can't lose the momentum. So you kind of, yeah, you kind of, you know, you, Yoni Ziegelbaum in this case, um, kind of got lost somewhere in the mix. And that went for, um, you know, my personal well-being, taking care of myself on every level physically, mentally, spiritually, and just, you know, ignoring so much. And, um, and, and it, it cost me a great deal because, you know, I was hospitalized twice because I was so, you know, just busy and, and, and working and flying and traveling. And, and then at one point, you know, I had, um, I had vocal surgery a few years ago because I just wasn't giving my voice a rest. And then I had to uh, I wasn't allowed to speak for six weeks, not a word wow. uh, after vocal surgery. So I actually flew to Israel so that I can, I was able to be a little bit more anonymous it was before the album came out, before Israel kind of knew who I was. And that was also like a time of, you know, introspection. And, but I think that, you know, I, and I know this maybe sounds a bit cliche at this point, but COVID was a huge, huge, like, who am I moment? And I think that millions of people have felt that, but definitely with the way, like, my career was accelerating, thank God, at insane speeds, which I'm so blessed for. But then you put things to the wayside, like dating. Or, you know, people often ask me, like, you're 28. Why are you still single? And the answer is like, because I just didn't focus on it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, because people often assume, what's wrong with him? A 28 Jewish boy. You know, it's just like, 
I just didn't. What is that? What they're saying about me? Wait a second. No, Wait a no. second. You know. You you know. No, absolutely not. You know. But like, no. But that's that's the honest answer. Is like uh-huh. I wasn't focusing on it, and I wasn't giving it enough of my time or attention or taking care of myself. So yeah, Yoni's you kind of took the front seat, and I know it 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 upset some of my the people that were close to me, uh, family, friends, and. Um, but the problem was is that at the time, to be very honest, I couldn't even figure out how to get out of it. It's like, what do you mean? I'm being me. And they're like, no, you're not. And I, I couldn't even, I couldn't. Because when you're in a certain frame of mind, you can't, you can't see it. You can't see it until, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, it's like. It's what, was like the, what was the light bulb moment for you? Um, let me think. There were a few. Um, I think that one of those. I think that one of those moments were probably like um, I saw I saw one of my cousins who when I grew up I was very very close with, and uh, we met, and it was like hey hey and hugs and you know all that and then it was like I haven't spoken to you in like two years, and it's like this is someone I grew up with that like we were like very close and I was like wow that's really messed up like. Because we get so caught up in this world of social media where we think like, oh, I'm in touch with people. No, I have my I have my people that I'm close with. And it's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. Did you look someone in the eye recently and say, hey, how are you? How you been? Missed you? Good to see you. Did you? Maybe you did. But I, I at the time didn't. And that was like one of the moments for me or, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, th- there's a lot of these kind of moments for sure. But I think that when COVID hit, it was like, Everyone was kind of calling their friends and their family, like, how are you doing? Everyone kind of tuned in. And I'm like, who do I call? Who do I call? Mom, dad. Okay, good. And then I'm like, any friend you right now will will be happy to hear from you, but will be like, where have you been? You know what I mean? Mm. And, and That's how course, you felt? Kind of, yeah. And I think that they were all like, it's okay. We know you're busy with the career. And it's like, that's very nice of you to say of them. But it's not okay of me mm-hmm. that perhaps I wasn't in touch as much. So yeah, I think that like that that COVID played a major role in kind of that shift for me in realizing like okay priorities mm. and where do they you know where do they lie? So like I said in the beginning of this thing, you know, music. I'm gonna keep putting out music, God willing, for many years to come. And innovative music and creative music. Some people will like it, some people won't. That's the way it always is. Um, uh, but has your dreams changed from 15-year-old Yoni Z starting out in this business and to where you are now, 28, had the 13 years of career, of, of growth? of has Do you still have those same dreams? Has has perhaps success or what you view success changed over this period of time? Yeah, yeah. So the, the, my perception of success has definitely changed because I took voice for years and I studied music and I studied, I took a dance for years. I've studied to dance professionally and I've acted and I did a lot of things. And kind of when I, when I was younger, like my vision was like change the world, kind of, you know, you know, do something that's never been done before. And of course, Grammys, Jewish Grammys. Yeah. Like that's still on the bucket list. But again, it's like, the question is, how do you view the success? And it's like, suppose that one day. I don't know. Let's say I did win a Grammy someday. I created a universal sounding Jewish Hebrew album. Okay. And it's like, okay, so then what? So now you're successful. So what? You can close up shop. Like what? And then like when you grow up, I just feel like, you know, like, because like you said in the beginning of this conversation, growing up in the spotlight, 
So you kind of have to figure out a lot of things for yourself. But then at one point, the views of success changed. And it was like, my view, it was like, obviously music's important. And, you know, if you want to win a Grammy, give it all you got, no question. But it's like, what about family? What about the people that matter? What about just, you know, and I feel like this happens so much. You see this in politics. People start out with good intentions and they really, they want to make a change. And then along the way, it's just like, you know, you, you sell your soul somewhere. And, uh, and, and so to all those who think they may have sold their soul to anything, whether it's music or business or whatever, you could buy it back. But it takes work. It takes a lot of work. It's not money that can buy it back, but it takes work. Um, so yeah, you know, definitely my perception of uh, success has evolved mm. over the years. And what, and moving forward now in this new, <clears throat> well, not, I would say post COVID, we're still very much in COVID, yeah. but now with this new introspection of self and 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 this sounds like a lot of growth, Yoni, if I may say so, Thank like you. a lot of growth. I appreciate. Um, where do you see you? Where do you see Yoni Ziegelbaum going? Where do you see Yoni Z going? So I think that I want to even try to potentially appear to a broader Jewish audience. I feel like um, the Hasidic Jewish music market kind of has what it needs, but I more and more kind of I meet um, Jews who are traditional or not necessarily affiliated, but they want to connect to that spirituality. Um, and they'll ask me to like sing a song. I'll be somewhere and they'll be like, you know, I'll be at a Shabbat dinner and they'll be like, can you sing something? I'm like, sure, what do you want me to sing? And they'll pick the most Jewish song ever. They'll yeah. be like, can you sing Shalom Aleichem? And I'm like, sure, Shalom Aleichem. <laughs> and it's like, but then like when I walk away from it, I'm like, why is that? And it's like, because if they want to listen to dirty, edgy pop, they have all that. They don't need, what they want from a guy who looks like a Jewish music artist is spirituality, depth, yeah. meaning, um, so I think that I'm definitely going to try to, um, expand on that because I do feel like if I do consider my music a shlichus, which I do, you know, like my mission, then that's something I should do. Um, so that's, you know, for Yoni Z, uh, kind of where I think things are going to be headed. Obviously still going to appeal to the Hasidic audience that I have, but try to broaden the spectrum for sure. And then for me personally is like, continue building the business pursue a legitimate, you know, future that includes, you know, family, children, a wife, all of that, God willing. So, um, yeah, like you said, just trying to really gain a lot of growth along the way. Great. That's great. Well, I mean, this is this has been a fantastic conversation and we've gone a whole ups and downs and we've gone deep and I really appreciate it. That perhaps to end off on a lighter note. Sure. Are you down to play a quick game with me, Yoni? Sure. All right, this is spur of the moment. I'm going to throw a okay. I'm going to say a word okay. and you have to just give a couple lines uh, a couple of verses from a song. Sing a song with that word in it. Okay. Are you yeah? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is name that sing that tune with Yoni Z. Okay. <laughs> uh here we go. Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim. That was easy, though. All right. Sorry. Simcha. Simcha, 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 simcha. Vela yidav. Hashem. Hashem elech. Hashem elech. You got to get tougher. All you? right. Hello. Hello. It's me. <laughs> Goodbye. Um... All we ever do is say goodbye. Yeah. Uh, hands. Uh, 
Hey, put your hand in the air. Hey, we're going somewhere. The Schlemmy Gertner. Oh, oh, shout out to Schlemmy Gertner. Power. We can be the power. In our own lives, if we just... That's, that's a Yoni Z song. That's a Yoni Z song. There's no better song to end off this game with than Yoni Z. Yoni, I appreciate your time. I really appreciate your, you so your giving of yourself you and me. showing up all these years um, and taking on the responsibility of, of sharing and, and showing up for your gift that God's given you and, you and sharing that with the world. What's a great day look like for Yoni Z? Getting up and making it a meaningful one. And however meaningful... However you make it meaningful, that's up to you. But... Go to sleep at night feeling like I did something good today. I did something of value. That's a meaningful day to me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yoni, where can people find you and keep up with what you're um, up to? Instagram, of course. Uh, slowly building a website. Also, kind of problem of being a perfectionist. You try to... <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Still debating if to start a TikTok. Oh, well, of course. In the <laughs> comments, let us know. So Yoni Z started yeah. TikTok. So, um, That's a given, man. Totally yeah. get it. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. But um, thank you so much for like what you said about the responsibility that I've had. And I can only reciprocate to you for having me here today. And of course, to the fans that have, because, you know, like Drake says, what's a star when his fans are missing? So, yeah. So thank <laughs> you to everyone. And thank you to you for having me here today. Thank you so much, Mayor. Absolutely. Thank you. It. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this Great Day Podcast episode with Yoni Z. Yoni, thank you for joining me. It was a real pleasure seeing you and thank you for sharing so vulnerably and powerfully with us. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm down on my knees. Come on now. Share it if you have got some value from this, if you're enjoying these conversations that I'm having with people that I find inspiring, motivating, and showing up in this world so powerfully. So uh, the Great Day Podcast is that avenue for growth, inspiration, and uh, and you sprinkle in some humor too, you know, it's a fun way. If you haven't yet, I'm really excited to let you know that the children's book that I wrote, a kid's book about optimism is out now. That's it. It's shipping. It's available. And you can find that on my Instagram. There's a link there. You can go to a kid's book about a kid's book about.com and you can find many books over there as well as my own about optimism. It's great for kids from 5 to 11. It's great for kids, kids at heart. That's right, all you adults out there, all you grown-ups. It's there for you too, and school. If you don't have kids yet, get the book. It'll manifest the energies to be able to read it one day, God willing, to your own children. May you be blessed to have some if you want some at the right time through health and happiness, of course. Alrighty then, friends. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, like I always say, stay positive, be happy. I'm Mayor K, and have a great day.